0: It is Thursday, the 5th of October, and this is The Splash. Another day, another drama sport in this country. It's the gift that just keeps on giving, and the rugby season, rugby league season is over, but, oh, man, the headlines continue. We will have... uh, Fox League editorial lead Ben Glover in the Splash podcast bunker shortly uh, of course plenty of news Andrew Fafita headlines that uh, Darius Boyd uh, he's ruled himself out as well uh, of the Kangaroos squad we have a replacement named ready to come in uh, the squads are taking shape particularly Tongas so we're going to talk all about, about that a little later on the Splash but Uh, The whole website is just chock-a-block with content today. uh, As far as AFL is concerned, Giants forward Devin Smith. uh, He has nominated Essendon as his landing spot um, through the trade period, which kicks off on Friday. Gold Coast Suns have announced Stuart Dew to take over the top coaching job there from Rodney Ede. Uh, Of course, Dew uh, has spent time in the ranks uh, at the Sydney Swans the last few seasons. Uh, AFL combine content um, at the Fox footy part of the website as well. Uh, It did not take long for some wreckage and carnage to take place up at Mount Panorama in Bathurst. Tim Slade, the first casualty Uh, Check out the motorsport part of the foxsports.com.au website for all the details on that. Um, Plus, obviously, uh, as news breaks today, Will Dale has all all of that content for you. uh, Over at Motorsport Uh, Fox Cricket, we've got James Pattinson, injury update, injury news, uh, and also all of the the build-up to the Ashes continues. I did mention yesterday... 50 days till the Ashes starts, so the countdown is well and truly on. Uh, And Ben Simmons, his pre-season debut was filled with highlights for Philadelphia, the 76ers, so make sure you check out the video section of of the website for that. As I mentioned off the top, uh, Rugby League for you later in the program for, for all the Rugby League fans out there, but we're kicking things off with football. Let's talk some Socceroos. Uh, anticipation is building. It's one of the most stressful uh, previews to a game I can remember as a as a Socceroos fan. And Adam Peacock joins me on the line uh, to talk all about it. How
1: are you feeling, Adam? It's a, <laughs> it's big. Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm yeah. nervous, Phil. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to make of what's going to transpire. Um, because two-legged football is different to just just the one game, just the one-off. Um, you, you have to look after yourself in the first leg and then go after the opposition in the second leg. It's the usual practice, especially if you, you host second at um, at home. Mm. So uh, the soccer is away from home. Do they be a bit cagey? Do they just try and lock things up? I doubt it. That's not how Ange posta um works. Uh, and that's why I'm um, just... A little bit of trepidation. I mean, we had Thailand the, the last game and... Uh, even Thailand had a, a couple of opportunities on that night. I reckon Syria's a better side than than yeah. Thailand, so it's all it's all a bit up in the air. Unfortunately,
0: yeah, yeah. So you you just told me off air. You're chilling at home today, doing some some research, um, not just for the A League season, but for uh, but for the action that that is happening over there and this Syrian outfit, um, and and having a, a listen to the the Fox Football podcast that. Uh, Simon Hill and the, and the boys over there uh, put in the can yesterday. Uh, it sounds as though Syria, they, they are dangerous in the way that they can counter-attack.
1: Yeah, um, I have it from good authority from my 12-year-old who plays FIFA um, for fun <laughs> that um, there's one Syrian on uh, on FIFA and he is a dangerous, dangerous weapon. So it does translate from real life to FIFA. It gives some stats, and, yeah. and kids these days are days are much more ta- tactically advanced than what we were playing on like <laughs> Commodore sixty four back in the day. So um, I was yeah, definitely that's...
0: at my most uh, football knowledgeable stage during those younger years playing, yeah, uh, yeah playing <laughs> FIFA ninety seven and stuff
1: like that. <laughs> it's incredible, <laughs> mate. When I was a kid, FIFA wasn't even around. So yeah, showing <laughs> sure my age there, but. Um, yeah, they are dangerous on the counter-attack. They will sit back and absorb a bit and, uh, and try and hit us on the break. And a lot of these uh, West Asian teams um, are very good at that because the, the skill um, level, the base skill level that some of these attacking players have, And we saw it with UAE, we saw it with Saudi Arabia and Syria, no different, uh, Jordan as well, that um, when a certain player gets on the ball and they can create a bit of magic, cause a lot of them grew up as street fo- footballers, they mm. learn their craft playing with mates in the street, um, at every hour of the day, basically, that uh, yeah. they can create and cause problems. And um, that'll be the case again tonight.
0: Uh, and, and, you know, so they've, they've grown up playing on all sorts of surfaces. I reckon I've heard more talk about the pitch uh, than you would on the morning of a, of a fresh test match in cricket. Yeah. Dead set. Yeah, um, yeah it sounds like it's going to cause the soccerers some serious problems.
1: Well, they have to play on it as well. I mean, they're used to it. they played on that ground a couple of times. But, I mean, some of our guys playing the championship and some of those grounds in the middle of February are horrid. Yeah. Um, there's no grass on them. It's actually harder to play on a surface with no grass on it than it is with mm. plenty of grass on it, which this one does. It looks looks as thick and lush as Nile Yenak's beard, um, <laughs> the actual surface. So it, it, will, it will be slow, but this is international football. And it seems every time the Socceroos play that there's always a go-to angle, and one of those go-to angles is the surface. Um, generally speaking after the game we don't talk about it that much so I can't see it causing too many problems yeah if it's slow it's slow what can you do? So if we're talking about the
0: pitch that's probably a good thing because it means we're not talking about other issues
1: well we might be talking about other issues after the game yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) the pitch might be the least of our worries so (laughs) yeah we'll we'll wait and see it's just one of those things to talk about and fill some some, um, space before the game kicks off
0: yeah one of the the, uh, the talking points uh, by the the Fox Football crew on that uh, podcast I, I did allude to uh, just before was uh, you know it's clear that it's hot over there we're all aware of that but um, in particular Tim Cahill seemed to be reasonably uh, uh, heat uh, struck um, and and I was go- I, I, before I had listened to that I was I was actually going to say to you I, I had a bit of a feeling that we're due for a Tim Cahill moment. So, so how do I go we with are. this now?
1: Yeah, yeah, we, we are, I think. He, he, Socceroos, he, um, he had an unreal performance against Chile where he kind of set the tone. Okay, he didn't score against Chile at the Confederations Cup, but he, he set a certain tone that they all followed, mm. um, which was to be quite aggressive and get in the faces of the opposition. So um, that may be his role, but yeah, it goes around the corner for Tim, there's no question. I mean, it, it, it hasn't been that on that many occasions that he's gone this long without a goal for the for the national team. So it's not far away, I've got no doubt. He'll come off the bench these two matches. I'd, I'd be amazed if he starts either of them. Um, mm. He'll come off the bench and, and be that strike weapon we, we need him to be.
0: Yeah, so uh, are you tipping with the heart or the head? Or, uh, uh, and should we see uh, the Socceroos get the job done or at least uh, keep it square over there?
1: Yeah, at, at the very least, I've, I've got no... Got a little bit of doubt, but um, I'm more confident than not that we're going to get something out of the game or or maintain parity. And I'm I'm probably, I'd say it's more likely that we'll win the game than lose the game at this stage. Now, funny things happen in football, but I'm more confident of that at this stage. But any win over there is absolute gold. If we score two goals away from home, well, that's Mm. absolutely fantastic and probably beyond what we can hope.
0: Yeah, fair call. Adam, I, I apologise because I missed you. You were in the in the Fox Sports building this morning. Uh, yep. I, I, I got in here a little bit late, but, uh, but you were in uh, Brighton early for the A-League uh, uh, season launch um, for the men's and women's competition. Uh, we saw Sam Curran here as well, the, the Aussie superstar. How was the launch uh, and how's the feeling heading into the, into the new season?
1: Yeah, it went really well. Um, It was great to have Sam. and um, Also, Sam's joined Fox Sports as an ambassador, official ambassador, so um, we'll see a hell of a lot more of her on Fox Sports. It's a big coup. Yeah, it is. It's it's great, and and she totally deserves all the recognition she's getting at the moment, as do all the the women in the Matildas. Um, Michelle Heyman, Matilda's great. Lisa Devano, highest ever scorer for the Matilda. She was in this morning as well. Um, It was great to hear from them. We had uh, Alvaro Tejudo from uh, Western Sydney Wanderers and Sydney FC did, didn't stump up a player so Steve Korak had to get out of bed nice and early the assistant coach to come in and, and have a yak um, and we just unveiled all our shows I'll quickly run through them Thursday night this evening just for kicks with Tara uh, Robbie Slater, Danny McGreen and Archie Thompson um, Kickoff is back for the Friday night game at the ground Saturday night is match day Saturday myself, Bozza and Archie Sunday um, the games and also then Tara and the boys for Sunday shootout same as last year and Bozer and myself joined by one other which rotates on a Monday night for um, the New Look Highlight Show, which is called the A-League Hour, because it goes for an hour and we're going to talk about A-League. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we just unveiled all that and all of it this year. It's is a fair one. Yeah, it is a massive slate. So, um, myself and Tara are sharing hosting duties throughout. She's on the Soccerist next Tuesday. Um, she's going to be doing a few Matilda's games. We'll be involved, both involved, in W League and heavily involved, obviously, in the A-League as well. So, yeah, there's a stack on and um, just can't wait. Uh, to to get involved. And it's all on 501 as well, move from 505 to, uh, I don't know if you want to call it the main channel on Fox Sports, they're all the main channel, but uh, yeah, 501 um, will be the destination for all your uh, football
0: over the summer months. Sounds perfect. Sounds as though we're going to have uh, channel 501 on speed dial all summer. I like the sound of that. Uh, Adam, thank you very much for joining us. Fingers crossed the Socceroos get over the line tonight. uh, And uh, I'm sure we'll chat to you soon on the Splash.
1: Unreal. Thanks, Phil. Have a good one, mate. Yeah,
0: thanks again to Adam Peacock there. It really does sound like a huge lineup of coverage over on 501, kicking off, of course, later this evening with the Socceroos taking on Syria. But it's time to transition into rugby league, uh, and to help me do that, I've got Ben Glover back again. I reckon this is about your third appearance in the last four or five episodes.
2: Yeah, I've become a regular, haven't I?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, of course, Ben Glover is the Fox League editorial lead, and he has had plenty on his plate this morning because uh, let's start with the bombshell news. Uh, Andrew Fafita, he's walked away from the kangaroo squad to, to join Tonga, so he's joined uh, Jason Tormololo.
2: The powerful Tonga, yeah, they're yeah. they're looking formidable now with Malolo and Fafita. But yeah, it was it was a shock yesterday that Malolo was uh, walking away from the Kiwis to join Tonga, and then Fafita followed him this morning, gave Mau Meninga mm. a ring, and and let him know that he wanted out of the Kangaroos side so that he could represent his country of heritage. So yeah, the to- Tongans uh, named their side today, and it's a it's a powerful unit. So. Um, that's pretty amazing but but obviously the more interesting angle from our perspective perhaps is uh, for Feta, um, in the context of his kangaroo's future like does yeah, yeah does walking away from the team for a World Cup mean that you're not considered. Ever again at this stage, Mao Meninga's been fairly diplomatic in okay. in what he said about it. He's been um, he sort of said that he's res- respected his decision, and it's good for the game that mm. that one of the island nations is going to be so strong. So yeah, yeah.
0: You'd, I mean, you'd have to think that as, so long as Mao's coaching in the future, it's probably doubtful.
2: I would think so. Yeah, yeah I would think privately Mao would be pretty disappointed. Not necessarily that Fafita has chosen to represent Tonga, but at the way the process has unfolded. If, you, if, he, if Fafita had a declared a month ago that he, yep. he was going to play for Tonga, I'm sure Mal would have uh, completely respected that because uh, Mal has been involved in, in the Pacific Nations. He's, he's been involved at Papua New Guinea. Um, he wants the international game to grow. Mm. So, the more stars like Fafetta and Tamalolo do play for their country of heritage rather than a big tier one country like Australia and New Zealand, the more competitive a tournament like the World Cup gets, the better it is for the international game. But you don't sort of, uh, I guess, lead the coach of the Australian team down the garden path to suggest that you're going to play for Australia, you get named and then you decide at the 11th hour, or actually it was... It's been after the team was named that, that you wanted to quit and go to another country. I, I think that's pretty poor form.
0: Yeah, let's not beat around the bush. The The Rugby League World Cup just got a whole lot more interesting uh, and I did want to take the conversation to uh, to these other nations because the Rugby League fans and public have been crying out for um, a more competitive international brand. Um, the way this is trending is, is in the right direction, uh, but you know, are there sort of political reasons behind um, behind su- some of the reasons why uh, the likes of Malolo and Fafita are turning their back on the Tier 1 nations to join these Islander nations?
2: I'm not so sure about Fafita um, because, well, I-, I guess last year he was ruled out of the Four Nations Tour um, because of r- writing FKL on his on his wrist tape uh, to support a friend of his, the one-punch cu- yeah. killer. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Loveridge, um, so perhaps he still f- feels a little bit scorned by his treatment there, mm. but all indications since have been that he's sort of been humbled by the experience and he and he was keen to play for the Kangaroos again. He, he played for the Prime Minister's 13 recently and yeah. everything he said um, when he was interviewed during that period suggested that he was... Really wanting to get involved, get behind the the values that Mawmininga is instilling. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from that perspective, I guess Fafita's hard to read. He's always been yeah, hard to read. Yeah. So I'm not sure if if there's more to it or not. Uh, with town Malolo, the suggestion is that um, David Kidwell, who's been the at the helm of the Kiwis since uh, for a bit over a year, um, and hasn't had a very good start. He he. Has lost convincingly to Australia a couple of times, mm. and um, he banned Jesse Bromwich and Kevin Proctor for, from the World Cup. Yep. Took a very strong stance. Tried to draw
0: a line in the sand. Yeah,
2: after the um, cocaine bust in Canberra following the the last Trans Tasman test, yep. and yep. apparently the according to reports, and I haven't spoken to any of the Kiwi players about this, so I can only go off the reports, but it sounds like um, a few of the Kiwis think that the treatment was pretty rough, that uh, Bromwich and Proctor, yeah, they made a mistake. They were penalised for that in the form of fines and um, club suspensions. So a lot of the senior players apparently in New Zealand feel that that Suspe- that those penalties were sufficient and that they should have been welcomed back into the side for the World Cup. So the suggestion is that Tao Malolo ha- has taken that view and that's part of the reason for him defecting from New Zealand and playing for Tonga.
0: Yeah, and we'll get to this Tongan lineup in a moment because, man, it's a star-studded uh, list uh, by the looks of it. But first of all, one of the, the little losers from the Fafita situation is... Fiji, uh, because now they lose Regan Campbell-Gillard, who's been called into the into the Australian side. So they they mustn't be too too impressed by this move.
2: Yeah, well, I, I guess that side of the story hasn't really been told. No, yeah, exactly. One, no one from Fiji has spoken at this stage, but um, I think generally speaking, uh, those countries understand oh, that of um, yeah. that if you're called up for Australia, like Regan Campbell-Gillard. With all due respect to Fiji, he's an Australian. He's he's not one of these guys like a Aquila Uate or, or a mm. Semi Radrado, who's a genuine Fijian. Um, Camel
0: Gillard is first cousins with the Sims brothers, I believe, yeah. and they've obviously, of course, represented Fiji. Of course, and they're yeah.
2: and they're quite entitled to. It. They've got Fijian heritage, but he was born and bred in Australia. He's got a <laughs> yeah. very Australian accent. He's a very Australian guy. So like it. It makes sense that the country he's aspiring to play for is Australia. So yeah. I, I don't think there'd be anyone in Fiji who'd be yeah uh, he'd be really relieved.
0: he'd be really happy too because he's had a great year and he, d- he deserves an opportunity. I believe in the green and gold. Now, as we mentioned, Tonga, you know, Fafita, Fusatua, uh, Adahingano, uh, Will Awade, Conrad, Hurrell, Michael Jennings, Karta. The list goes on. Like it's it it's a team that really should be in tier one.
2: <laughs> yeah well potentially if if only they were, could afford to pay these players what the Australians and yeah. New Zealands pay their players, uh, they probably could put together a tier one type team. but
0: um, could they could they realistically trouble uh, the Kiwis?
2: I think so. They play each other in the pool stages, so we'll definitely find out. Yeah. Um, that's in New Zealand and it's going to be great to see uh, it's going to be some game the the Kiwi defenders sort of try and take Tamalolo down a, a notch or two. You Good think luck. that might happen, Benji? Benji Marshall's already come out publicly and sort of uh, not that he's in the Kiwi squad, but but he's he's said a passionate Kiwi, and yeah. and he said that it was disrespectful and um like you shouldn't be switching all agencies back and forth. You should just pick one and and stick to it. Yeah, and yeah. that's a fair argument, but um yeah, it, it really does add something to the tournament. And that game in particular is going to be an absolute cracker.
0: Uh, Darius Boyd, he's ruled out. um, And Josh Mansour is the one to come back, uh, to come into the Australian team, which is a great story for Mansour. We spoke about that the other day. Uh, But of course, James Tedesco wasn't the one to get the call up. He was named in the uh, Italian squad this morning and that's where he's going to stay.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, I guess... uh, Billy Slater's recall su- su- was yeah. always suggesting that uh, Slater was the preferred fullback. There's already plenty of uh, guys in the squad, u- utility backline players who can play fullback if Billy Slater yeah. gets injured. So obviously Boyd was uh, was pencilled in as a, as a winger, probably on the left wing, and um, and that's where Mansour plays. So makes sense to bring Mansour in, and it's a great redemption story for him having. Done his ACL in the in the Four Nations last year.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, all this content on the the Fox uh, Sports. Website, the particularly the league section, uh, and it, it looks like it's going strong numbers-wise today, which is suggesting that there is uh, there's there's no shortage of interest for this upcoming World Cup. Now,
2: no holidays for blokes like me. The <laughs> NRL season finishes and we roll into busy days around the World Cup. So yeah, it's been going gangbusters.
0: Nice. Well, we'll let you get back into it. Thanks for joining us, Slash Benny. No worries. Wowee! I'm officially pumped for the World Cup. Uh, and please head to the Fox Sports website, Fox League uh, for all of the uh, World Cup updates. there is a full um, there's a full article that uh, has every team that's been announced so far. Uh, you'll find that pretty easily on the website plus uh, all the other breaking news content. And I'm officially pumped for tonight as well 11:30 pm. Australian Eastern uh, Eastern Daylight Time is when that will get underway against Syria in Malaysia. Fox Sports has all the live coverage. Uh, FoxSports.com.au also has all the live coverage as well. Uh, So stay tuned for all that. Uh, Another big day uh, in in Australian sport and another big day on the splash. Until next time, that's a wrap.